What's up, you guys? And welcome to the official podcast of Damien Talks Education. So listen up. I am here to talk about all things education on my podcast. So get prepared for some realness and honesty of education as I walk you down through various of topics that's happening in the education world with some amazing guests to sharing stories relating to education and so much more because I got you covered with education. So join me on this journey of education with me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Damien Talks Education. Um, We're back. We're back with new episodes. Now, on tonight's episode, I have on a guest, so let me tell you guys all about this person who is a national certified school physiological who is currently working in the Naperville School District and has dedicated his life to inspiring youth, uh, changing lives, and making a difference in the field of education and also mental health. And we will also be discussing that in our discussion. Um, of course, education, race, racism, and also mental health. So everyone, please welcome on to Damien Talks Education, Mr. Chris Coson, and let's bring him on now. Hello. How's it going? It is going great with me. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for coming on to my podcast. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for having me. No. Yes. Yes. So let's get started here of you introducing yourself. Um, uh, my name is Chris Coulson. Um, I currently work as a school psychologist. Um, in the Naperville School District, um, high school um, district. Um, this is my my third year as a, as a school psych. Um, currently, I'm working on my doctorate degree um, with an um, emphasis in uh, organizational leadership with an emphasis in K through 12 leadership. Um, so that's currently what I'm what I'm doing now. Um, and so my, you know my thing is just, just helping students um, not only mentally but also educationally in the uh, school districts um, to be, um, to kind of, you know, um, put them in a position to be successful. Um, It's kind of what I, um, kind of what I'm, you know, what what I'm currently doing, so. Yes, absolutely. So I want to ask you this, uh, what got you interested into the field of education in the first place? Um, I think what got me interested was um, I wanted to um, have an impact on students, um, not only um, in the mental health field, but also as educational wise, um, and um, that's how I um, figured that was the best um, 
the the best way for me to be able to not only have have impact you know on the mental health side but also on the educational side as well um and so after look, looking into it um you know it was something that you know interested me and what, what i wanted to get into so that's kind of how i um ended up kind of going in the field of you know of school psych um and kind of you know where, where i'm at today yes and speaking on education i want to know this from you because there's a lot of work that needs to be done in our education system. So if you could do anything to like improve or make things better, what would you possibly do to fix our education system better? Um, I think first and foremost, uh, we need to have more resources for our, for our students. Um, I think that's, um, that's a major um, area that I think that some schools are kind of uh, failing in is not having the resources for our, for our students. Um, and you know that kind of goes a long way, um, you know, and kind of put them in a position where they can um, have the things that they that they need. Um, so I think providing more resources is um, is the biggest area. Um, and I think also um, just um, trying to focus on the students that you know falling through the, through the cracks. You know, some students um, kind of get overlooked, um, and so I think having a better system in place that kind of um, makes sure students aren't kind of you know going by the, by the wayside, because um, you depend on, you know, the, the school you're in, you know, it could be a big school. Um, some of those students who actually need that support may uh, kind of get um, overlooked. So I think having a system in place that really is there to kind of catch those students who need that support. Um, so I would say resources is, is the main thing, and also having the system inside the school um, that can be there to support our students. Absolutely. Now, we are still in this pandemic here, so, and we're still doing virtual distant learning. So how is that going where you are at and how are you liking it? And do you think once this pandemic is all over with, we will still be doing virtual learning into um, our classrooms? Um, I think as far as the district that I'm in, um, it's going, it's gotten better. Over, over time. Um, I think last, I was in a different district last year, and I think it kind of um, kind of caught us kind of off, off guard. So um, we weren't as prepared, um, but I think coming into this school year, knowing that we were gonna be in this virtual environment, we were able to, um, you know, put things in place to help students. Um, but I think um, it's been going well for the most part. Obviously, you know, um, kids are more, um, kids learn better when they're actually in the classroom. So, um, you know, I think, you know, we're doing as best as we can, you know, um, to kind of support those students, uh, even in the virtual environment. Um, so it's been getting better, you know, as you go, you know, you figure out things that aren't working, things that, you know, are working. So you kind of um, try to, you know, work those kinks out. Um, so it's been, it's, it's been going well. Um, I think after, um, you know, kind of we're through this pandemic, um, I don't think that we will, um, I think we will be back, back in the classroom. Um, I think there may be a virtual piece that may still be, be there. Um, but I think for the most part, students will be back in the classroom because, you know, there's been so many, um, so many studies and things that shows kids are most successful when they're actually in the, in the classroom with that face-to-face -face learning. So, um, I think we will be back in the classroom, but there may be some, a virtual piece to it, um, still there though. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to ask you this here uh, with 2020, what a year that was for all of us. Um, with We had all the protests happening, the police brutality, 
uh, racism. We had all of that. So what was your thoughts on all of what happened back in 2020? What was your thoughts on all of it? Um, I think it was a lot at once. Um, and I think being in the midst of a pandemic kind of allowed people to uh, a brighter light to be ch- to be able to uh, to be signed on um you know what was actually go- going on because kind of like you know the world was kind of you know standing still you know in the midst of a pandemic people weren't you know able to do the things that they were usually doing so um it really put a bigger light on kind of what was going on so people were able to kind of see firsthand um kind of some of the things that were that that were happening so um i think it was a lot at once um but it also gave people to opportunity to really see what is actually going on because sometimes you you know things that happen get pushed under the under the rug or um you know don't really get as much attention but i think during the pandemic it really um was that chance that people can actually see what is really going on in our world with the you know racism the r- racism and the um you know the injustices going in that, that are going on so um it was unfortunate but i think um a positive that we were able to take out of it is that you know people um, couldn't, you know, kind of push it away. They had to to um, see what was going on um, and kind of um, figure out how we can, you know, kind of get through it um, because, you know, we weren't doing, um, able to do things, you know, that we we're usually doing. So we had no choice, no chance, no choice but to actually sit there and really um, address the, the, the issues. Right. Totally agree with you. Totally agree. Now let's move on to talking about racism. Um, which all happened back in 2020. So back in 2020 and then looking on to this year as well, what does it mean for you of being a black man in America today? Because they, the police officers, they see us as a threat all the time. We can't quite do nothing, walk down the street or even jog or do anything. So what does it mean for you of being a black man in America? Um, you know, I think, um, you know, we have a lot going against us, you know, just, you know, being black and also being a black male. Um, I think, you know, we have to, um, kind of navigate throughout the world kind of a little bit differently just because, um, some of the things that, you know, um, has been, have been going on. Um, so I think, you know, um, just being, being mindful of kind of, you know, you know, of, of who we are and kind of what's going on to try to um, stay out of those situations that might lead to some things that's happened in the past. Um, but I mean, you know, we're uh, trying to, you know, as a just, you know, as a society, you know, just work towards, you know, kind of uh, moving past some of those uh, systemic race, that systemic racism and the, the injustices that's going on. I think it's, um, is is our job to keep pushing that envelope to let people know that, you know, we're still dealing with, you know, racism in 2020 and now we're in 2021. Um, it's still prevalent. Um, and it's something that we need to continue to address um, going going forward because um, that's the only way where we'll, you know, be able to, you know, move forward is to address it and put it out there. So, so yeah. Exactly, exactly. Now, what conversations have you been having um, with, other people around you, your white friends, perhaps. And then what do you think, what conversation should we be having with our white friends of talking with them 
about racism and trying to get them to understand of where we are because they quite don't understand our story. They give out to us like false information, which it's not right. So what do you think, how should we be having the correct way of the conversations with our white friends? Um, I think it's important to let them know that they should be doing their research. You know, it shouldn't be up right. to us. It shouldn't be up to us to educate them um, when, you know, they can go out and, you know, figure out this information on, you know, on their, on their own. Because um, it's one thing for me to tell you is then it is for you to actually go out and research it, you know. Um, so I think just letting them know that, you know, if they really want to, um, you know, be educated, um, that they should go out there and, and do the research um, because, you know, it's out there. And um, I think it means more when they actually go and do it than us trying to tell them, you know, how we feel and kind of what we've gone through. Um, I think it's it's more meaningful for them to actually do the put in the work and figure out how can they um, incorporate things in their life um, to kind of, um, you know, people always say, you know, it's not, uh, it's not, enough to just be, you know, not racist. You have to be anti-racist, you know. So um, I think if they take that approach, um, I think it'll go a, a, a long way um, in kind of moving past um, kind of some of the things that we're, we're going through. Um, so I think if they just take the initiative to really uh, try to figure out um, how they can um, get into research and figure out how they can put things in, in place to um, support, you know, uh, kind of the things that we're trying to push push forward. Absolutely. And I believe that if, and I'll talk with most of my friends about this, of if you want to have a conversation with me about racism, the Black Lives Matter movement, whatever, that's fine. But you need to come to me already do, you have already done your homework because if you come to me and we start having the conversations and then you just giving me false informations, incorrect facts, then I cannot continue on with the conversation with you until you have did your homework and you know how to have it the correct way with me because I'm going to have it the right way with you and not the wrong way. So that is just me personally there. That is just right. um, me. So yeah. And yeah, you know, I don't, you know, I don't mind having the conversation. Um, yeah. But I'm not, I'm not going to be there to educate you. You know, one thing I've, you know, I've heard and it's kind of a quote that stood out to me is like, you know, it's not the job of the of the oppressor to educate the, I mean, not the job of the oppressor to educate the oppressor. So it's, it's not my job to educate you. You know, you should be going out trying to figure out how you can educate your own self um, because that's the only way that we'll, you know, move forward, you know, with this whole race issue um, is if you put in the, if they put in the work to actually figure out how they can, you know, um, be part of the change, so. Yes, absolutely. Now I want to go on to this here, you have pre you have previous experience working in the mental health field as a crisis uh, counselor and a mental health provider, and your goal is to continue to activate for the awareness um, of our youth, as well as to increase um, the mental health in the minority um, community. So why don't you tell us the importance of mental health and what does it mean for you and work with it um i think just mental health is very important especially in the you know the african-american community um because it's something that i think is overlooked um and i think you know 
just in the African American community, you know, we're dealing with a lot of things, you know, dealing with the, you know, society, dealing with the racism, dealing with the injustices. Um, and I don't think people really understand how that affects our mental health. Um, so um, I think it's very important um, to be um, aware um, of your mental health and kind of know where you're at. Um, and, I, and I know just from my past experience, you know, there's this um, stigma, um, you know, with when it comes to, you know, African Americans and, you know, therapy and whatnot. Um, and so I think just keep moving past that um, and just, you know, just being a, a, aware of kind of how I'm, I'm feeling, you know, how you're right. feeling um, and knowing that, you know, our mental health plays a, a huge role in how we relate to others um, and kind of how we go through our daily life. So um, I think it's important to, to continue to just push um, just mental health um, just the awareness, um, letting people know that, you know, it's okay to go see a, you know, go get therapy. Um, it's okay to see a, you know, a counselor, you know, um, and that it's not that you're, you know, you're weak and not, not that you're, something's wrong with you. It's, you know, it's, right. it's something that we all, that we all need at some point. Um, and it's, you know, trying to, um, kind of take that stigma off of it that has, has been put there. Um, and I think once, once that's gone, more people would be willing to kind of go to therapy and kind of, um, kind of go to someone to work out some of the things that they've, you know, that they've experienced, the things, the traumas that they've, they've been through. So um, I think it's important to just kind of continue to push um, that positive side of, you know, of, of therapy um, and mental health um, because it plays a huge role. Exactly. Now, why do you think us Black men, we don't like to talk about our struggles and our pain. We don't like to talk about it all. We don't want to talk about mental health. Why do you think that? Um, I think just um, sometimes it's, it's how we were how we were raised, you know, just, you know, being a, a man, you feel like you have to, um, you know, you can't show emotion, you have to um, be strong, you know, you have to kind of just take on everything and just kind of, you know, put on your back and keep keep going. So I think that's the big reason why, you know, um, you know, just African American males, um, you know, aren't really um, interested in going to therapy because, you know, they feel like, oh, I can, you know, I got it you know, um, I can take care of it, you know, I don't need to go talk to anybody. So um, I think it's, you know, just kind of how society kind of puts that on, um, you know, that you have to be strong, you have to, you know, um, deal with it and, you know, you know, be a be a man. So I think that's part of the reason why um, it's kind of hard to, um, that you actually don't see a lot of, you know, African Americans, you know, willing to to go to therapy. And then, you know, not only um, is it that, that stigma, it's also, you know, you're um, going to to therapy is, you know, is, is you're being vulnerable, you know. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, you know, the therapists out there, you know, don't look like us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like you're actually, now you're being vulnerable, but you're also being vulnerable to someone who may not even understand what I've been through or understand what kind of we go through. Um, so that's another piece of it. Um, that's what we're trying to push more um, Black therapists, you know, just to get to kind of, you know, people can feel uh, comfortable going, you know, going to them um, because, you know, they have, you know, they have some things in common. Um, but it's harder to to do that when I'm sitting in front of someone who doesn't look like me or doesn't understand what I've, what I've been through. So Exactly. Exactly on that. Now, since today is January the 1st, it's the New Year. So Happy New Year to you. Um, Happy New Year to you as well. Thank you. Uh, what are you looking forward to into 2021? Um, 
I think the biggest thing, you know, I'm, I'm working on my um, my doctor degree now, my dissertation. So um, that's my kind of my biggest thing for this year um, is to kind of, you know, make more progress on, on that. Um, and I think just, you know, um, just becoming more, you know, aware of kind of, you know, what's going on, figuring out how I can do my part um, and just figuring out how to, you know, support those, you know, around me, you know, with the pandemic still still going on. Um, I think it's important to, you know, make sure that, you know, you're checking on others, um, you know, making sure that people that's in your circle um, have that support. Um, so um, I just, you know, I'm just looking forward to new opportunities, you know, in, in, in 2021, uh, whether it be, you know, as educationally, whether it be career-wise or, um, you know, just things that, you know, I want to do, you know, my personal uh, uh, personal life. So that's kind of some of the things I'm looking forward to in, 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 uh, tw- in 2021. Well, thank you so much for taking your time to come and chat with me on tonight. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yes. So where can my listeners uh, follow you on social media when this is posted later onto my YouTube channel? Um, so uh, my handle for all of my social media um, is um, I am underscore Colson. So I am underscore C-O-L-S-O-N. Um, that's how you can find me on um, Instagram, Twitter. Um, and Facebook is under my name, Chris Colson. So, um, so that's where you can you can find me at. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming and chat with me and you take care of yourself. All right. You too. Thank you. Have yes. a good year. You too as well. Thank you.